Hello, everyone. Welcome to an unexpected podcast. I am Rob here in DC, and I'm joined by Matt and Evan in Boston. Rainier should be joining us from uh, somewhere in the world. I'm never quite sure where he is. And Devin's coming to us from the local spa. Um, today, we are going to uh, go over a list as we usually do. And then we've got a bit of a fun topic. And so we're going to be talking about models that are objectively good, see a lot of tournament play. There's nothing wrong with them. But for whatever subject, ira uh, irrational reason, we hate them anyway. So and, these and are these are not like bad models that everyone will agree you should never take. These are models you see all the time that we just have personal vendettas against. Yeah. Um, or but profiles, before we I should say. But before we get too <laughs> far from it, for those of you who are listening at home rather than watching on YouTube, the reason that Rob referred to Devin as being here from the local uh, spot yes. is he, he is he is here in his bathrobe um, with his uh, glass of port and his cigar uh, reclining in his hot tub um, on the mic. So he what is, I find, it's a um, wonderful experience, guys. What I find to be the um, best part of your bathrobe, Devin, is that it has monogrammed initials that are not yours. <laughs> actually, as crazy as it sounds, this was a birthday gift, and it actually does have. Oh, it was just. Oh, okay. Okay. It actually does go. have my initials on it. For a second, the way, I you, thought... the way it was folded, I thought the initials on it were MJ, and I'm like, that's not your name. Yeah, <laughs> because because Devin has stolen Michael Jordan's bathroom. <laughs> I just wanted and to wear great and his cigars. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I think if we saw Devin in Michael Jordan's bathrobe, there would be like five feet of it trailing off the bottom end. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just as a quick trivia about me, it's funny. I got this as a gift from a friend who knew uh, my favorite like clothing is bathrobes, actually. Uh, like I just love them. And if I could wear them all day, every day, like I'm out and go about. With clothing in quotation marks <laughs> clothing i'm pretty sure if i was in like feudal japan this would be appropriate but it's in modern america please tell me you are wearing fuzzy bunny slippers no um well i do have fuzzy socks though all right okay <laughs> it's close he loves bathrobes so much it's actually a bathrobe onesie it goes all the way down Mm -hmm. It's got little footies on it. I love yeah. them. I think they're great. They're comfortable. They're warm. I, I'll like walk around in the snow in them. Like, <laughs> like I just, I, I don't know. Just love I, it. I, if you were wearing fuzzy bunny slippers, I just, I would have, I would have handed it to you right there. You would have been the all-time coolness winner. <laughs> Doing the <laughs> no, podcast fuzzy socks, in your bathrobe and your fuzzy bunny slippers. I, I can't honestly fault you for this because I have to agree that bathrobes are pretty great. I remember the first time my then girlfriend, now wife, when I went, to visit and meet her parents, I stole one of their bathrobes by accident because uh, I thought they laid it out for me as a gift, but they didn't. And I took it home anyway because <laughs> I like bathrobes a lot. And, and, and have I you routinely ever... steal them from hotels. So. I was going to say, have you ever acknowledged that? I mean, I have, have you never ever acknowledged given... that? And no one's ever spoken about it. <laughs> no one will ever know. I was like, oh, that was so nice of them. And then I, I realized that was not a gift. Yeah. <laughs> we will never speak of this again yeah yeah all right um all right so should we talk about a list yes yeah, we should somebody it. has that i think right yeah i think i have that all right so let me let me hit the various arcane buttons and get this up on the screen all right so this is this is a list that came in on our facebook page via facebook message um and this is from Stavros in Greece. And he uh, says that 
uh, his name is Stavros. He'd like to congratulate us on the podcast. He's been listening regularly in Spotify for some time now. Thank you, Stavros. Uh, he's going to be taking Isengard and a Cond Alliance list, which he calls Isencond. Okay. To a local 500 point tournament. And could you rate it and review it? So this list has uh, two warbands, Saruman with uh, nine Urukai warriors with shields, five Urukai scouts with bows, uh, and Grima Wormtongue. Then it has a Condish king on chariot and a Condish charioteer. And his, his theory of this list is that the basic idea is he will try to charge with the chariots as soon as he can, and Saruman and the Urukais will stay back supporting by throwing transfixes and shooting with the bows. Meanwhile, Grima will hopefully help by drawing might out of the enemy heroes and helping the Condor's King stay alive. Also, the Palantir rule works well with the chariots and Grima, who might make the opponent think twice, but calling that heroic move in order to steal priority or get stomped by the chariots. Um, it comes at 495 points uh, and uh, 18 models. May not be in the most competitive list, but I think it'll be fun to play. And he said, I would put some crossbows instead of the scouts, but I don't have them. And also, I think it's a good option to be able to move and shoot. And he's looking forward to hearing our thoughts. So, what are our thoughts? This is a list that probably needs to be at a higher point level just because of the inclusion of Saruman and high point chariots. I mean, I get the idea behind it, but obviously at 18 models, I mean... I wonder how many models most people armies will have at 500 and would the Condish King be able to make that up quickly with the trample rule? Uh, so, I mean, but... I assume it would be about, I mean, your average is going to be about 25. So he is I... seven models low, um, which is mm, a little scary. Cause I mean, if he's charging into an enemy army with just the Condish King on chariot, which it almost sounds like that's what he's doing. Cause he's got the five scouts behind. He's admitted that. So the nine orcs with shields are effectively breaking his own army. If he commits them. So the chariots are like alone with Saruman. Now I get the, the play on Saruman sorcerer's blast onto anyone who charges the chariot, but. Uh, but, but by the way, he hasn't mentioned that. So you should talk through. Whoops. Mm -hmm. Oh, I oh, thought he, he didn't mention gimmick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he hasn't mentioned that. I'm not certain he is aware of that gimmick. Um, okay. So we can uh, talk, talk through that. Unpack. I want to make sure because I'm trying to remember if there's a wording difference on why the Iron Hills chariot is not affected. But long story short, I know with the Iron Hills chariot, at least, you sorcerer's blast into combat, the chariot cannot be knocked over. And so essentially it just takes the damage from the Sorcerer's Blast, but doesn't get knocked over, but all of the models in the combat do. So your opponent's left with this really bad situation where in priority, if you go first and they don't challenge you, then you just run them over. And then um, if they do challenge you and you lose the roll off and then they grab your chariot, well, you can just Sorcerer's Blast the combat and knock all of them over and basically attack with absolute immunity since they can't strike. They're all on the ground. So it's this really nasty interaction. Uh, and when played with like, you know, I used to play this with the Iron Hills Chariot. It, it, it's pretty devastating. Um, so it looks like he's doing the same thing because the Condish King has its own might to call heroic moves on those move offs to try to kill models in the trample. And if he fails, well, then Sorcerer's Blast them out of it. And the best part is Sorcerer's Blast actually knocks the target out of the combat. So if you hit something you don't want to be in the combat, you can even remove it. 
So that's kind of the basic idea, but I'm so I know that works with the Iron Hills chariot. I forgot if the wording doesn't translate over to the Kandish one. Um, I just so, looked in the book to double check, but it does. It specifically says it won't be knocked over by Sorceress Blast. Yeah, the, okay. the problem is powers. it'll still take the damage from the Sorceress Blast. It will Blast, still take the right? hit. Yeah. You, could just, you could just kill your, your Charioteer immediately and drop the entire thing. Yeah, um, which I think so is it's the definitely. It. Well, you wouldn't do this on the Charioteer. You'd do it on the Kandish King's combat. Yeah, The Charioteer yeah. is clearly just a support wing to... I mean, yeah, I would not Sorcerer's Blast his combat. <laughs> You'll right. kill him. Another thing that I don't know if this is simply not listed or not included is, is is Saruman on a horse and is Grima on a horse? I didn't do the points. Uh, anything, it does so. not look like they are, but Saruman needs to get on one. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would I would definitely. Um, so my thinking on this is that the Saruman Kandish King on Chariot combo is a good one and a fun one and an annoying one. And so if that's the main gimmick you're trying to preserve, I think that's great. I don't think that the, what is it, 14 Urukai and the one charioteer are really doing much for you or supporting that plan. I know that this might not be possible because um, he's already mentioned that there's some uh, limitations to what model he has, but I would almost be tempted to flip the script and have Saruman and Grima from Isengard and then just have a Kandish King on chariot and a bunch of like Kandish horsemen or something, right? And just have it be like a fun, fast moving list that has this Saruman King on chariot combo in it. Cause he's already saying it's not the most competitive, but it'll be fun to play. I kind of feel like that would be even more fun because then all your non heroes aren't complete dead weight, right? Um, but that may or may not be possible because again, uh, he may not um, have access to the models to do that. So, yeah, I guess for the purposes of this conversation, we'll just assume he has access to all models in the game because it's always difficult to evaluate. Doesn't everyone? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, we know because he's given us this detail that he does not have crossbows. Well, so. yeah, but I mean, then it's just like, and I get Rob's, you know, logical to think maybe he doesn't have Condi Schwarzman since obviously there's a, a monetary barrier to them. They're a little rare. So, um, so I get it, but I was actually thinking along the same lines as Rob. It's like, okay, why not convert this to an all conned list instead? Yeah. Make it almost um, like a, um, like an evil Rohan plus Gandalf, but you know, flipped, right. Or it's conned plus Saruman instead. I, I'd imagine he'd only have like so six troops. <laughs> maybe he's, yeah. he's got a problem in that, um, he, his, uh, his Kandish, he, he's not going to have this, the army bonus. So he's got to worry about bow limit. Yeah, he's got to get rid of the chariot. Chariots. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he doesn't have to get rid of it. I think it's, it's two-handed axe or a bow. No, it's Yeah, not. you're going to have to it's, take No, it is. No, I'm, is. I'm looking at the Kandish horse. Oh. It's hand and a half axe, bow, dagger. No, horse. we're talking the chariots. Yeah, so that you um, couldn't do no, the horsemen then. He, he so doesn't the have chariots to are forced to have bows. He doesn't have to get yeah. rid of the chariot because there's only one warrior, so he's fine. No, no, he... no, no. I mean, the chariots, are they forced to take bows or not? The charioteer. Are you talking about the charioteer? Or I'm talking about the charioteer. Charioteers. Uh, the uh, charioteer is not forced to take a bow. It can he swap yeah, And he's bow. fine. He can just yeah. take a, the axe. All right. So so hear me out. Candish king on chariot, Candish chieftain on chariot, 
two charioteers, Saruman on horse, Grima. That's 498 points. I yeah, actually like models. it better for the purposes yeah. of what he's trying to do. I think the Urk scouts are just the... Yeah. yeah. yeah All right, they're true. good objective capturers. They, yeah, I mean, sure, but I mean, in this list, they functionally cannot assist. They just break the army. Well, they're, they're there to break the army. They're a liability, right? That's the problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, the horsemen right. don't work, obviously, because they're not in a green alliance. It's a good call, but I do like the chariot version of that. I think that would be like a fun elite chariot force that has this wizard to bail them out when they need to be, right? <laughs> I mean, it will definitely not win a tournament. Terrain will be like the bane of the list, but hey, <laughs> it, will, it will be fun. Could win Articon. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Look, when you have Mumox stomping around at top tables on Articon, right? Anything can happen. Mumok was barely manned. It had like four guys on it or something. Yeah. I, I'm but, always amused by those Mumaks that you see at tournaments where it's like like the guy driving it and then like one guy in the how to. <laughs> you know? right. Now, um, to, to flip this a little bit, assuming that, you know, there isn't an infinite amount of chariots in um stavros's collection to throw out another way you could approach it is to drop the charioteer entirely just keep the king and take those points and turn them into more urukai to beef up and make you know i would probably just make a battle line with you know shields in front and pikes um scouts or crossbows with with warriors instead of scouts i think i would probably do that and then just have saruman with this battle line of Uruk and grima and this chariot king running around with a sorceress blast assist that the enemy constantly has to worry about right so to make it more of a infantry force with the chariot rather than the opposite if the chariot plan was impossible because of you know financial or collection reasons i mean even then um that's like the charioteers correct me if i'm wrong are only like 30 points -ish. 30 points well they're at least yeah, three bodies so, there right yeah and he's got five extra points to spend too so he's got 35 points three to bodies mm -hmm. but um but even then, I feel like, I feel like the combination of Saruman and the Kandish King on Chariot is just too many points at five hundred points to not just lean all in. Um, and I think in order to like, because obviously they don't, they're not trying to win tournaments or anything. But in order to like really have fun with this combination and be able to like do damage and win things, I think. At 500, at least, leaning all in with the chariots is mm -hmm. probably going to be the best way to do it. Um, and, yeah, I'm not sure how much dropping the charioteer and taking a, a couple extra Urukai warriors is going to help anything. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason to have the Urukai warriors is to provide a screen for Saruman so he's not getting charged. On a horse, though, I mean, he's... Yeah, yeah he's, I, I, I think he needs have the an horse. Issue. Yeah, I think he needs yeah. the horse. Um, well, and the horse should be accessible I, because the new plastic comes with the horse, so that shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. It's just he's staying 12 inches from combat at all times. I mean, granted, yes, it, uh, it, you know, if I fight an enemy Rohan army and then it can catch him, but um, I just, you know, I, I get the screen. I mean, keep in mind, we're, we're trying to make Condi's chariots and a king work with Saruman at 500 points. Um, <laughs> like, reminds it's really me, just these were points. If uh, if the Kandish king wins a hero combat, can he do a chariot trample with the move? Actually, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you he could can. do the whole compella model into him, combat off of it to trample through the yeah. line with the chariot. Yes, can. Yeah. So that's and, another another trick there you could do with him. Yeah. 
I mean, Saruman with the Kandish King is actually a fantastic combo. It's one that actually I wanted to play, but like I said, at like 800 points. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, I like the idea behind it. Yeah, Obviously. I mean, 500 is, is a very tight points limit for pretty much any list, much less when you have two big models like that. Well, it's just Saruman's like uh, occupying yeah. 200 points of this list, and then you have the King occupying another 100. So it's like, Jesus. Like, so what's, so what, what's our outcome? What was, Evan, what was the list you, you were talking about? Saruman on a horse? Um, it's four chariots. So it's a uh, king, chieftain, um, two chariots. Um, <laughs> also, yeah, the king, chieftain, two chariots, and then Saruman on horse and Grima. Um, Is Grima gives you on a horse? bit more my points. Uh, Grima cannot get on horse. Um, I do have a, Candish horseman in there so potentially you could drop that and then take grima on horse yep um, you can find if that you model. prefer i mean i think um, i'd want grima on horse because i think i'd want grima riding behind these chariots yeah um or else well just keep them all together yeah. or else grima's by himself in the back yeah, wait for right? me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you smell of horse stay here you know what'd yeah. be awesome is if grima like takes his opportunity to charge something he wants to pin down and the chariots run it over. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Be awesome. That would be awesome. He can't get mm-hmm. I mean, it, or, or I, I mean, I guess if you take, if you don't have access to Grima on a horse, because those are hard to find. Um, well, if you, they don't exist. Yeah, right? they don't right. exist. You gotta well, make you could, it. You can make it. Um, yeah. If you don't have access to, um, to Grima on a horse, uh, you know, do you, um, uh, do you team. is this a situation where you you have Grima deploy with the other army and kind of risk? Yeah, just have him deploy with the other army. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I actually think that's exactly down. how you play this army. I actually would rather have him like that because you don't have enough models to really screen him off. I think a random bow shot will kill him if you do the four chariots because it's only one in the way. So yeah, I think that the only way to play this list is to put Grima with the other army. All right. Fair so I, I'm fine with him being without a horse. Well, unless they have no shooting and it's you know. Well, yeah, have but behind your line, but yeah, most of the time I think you deploy them with the other army. Yes, yeah. If they have no shooting and absolutely no range capability, but then it also isn't hard to get around your four chariots. Mm-hmm. So I would actually be worried about Grima every time, but you know, I don't know. You're right. It it does kind of depend on what you're playing terrain, all that. But but yeah, all right, I, that's that's how we would make this Isengard. You know, I well, Isengard soup list i, I do yeah. love the name it's like one of those um celebrity couple mashup names right yeah eisenkond i like it yep <laughs> now i have a, now i have this image in my head of william shatner <laughs> screaming eisenkond <laughs> All well, right. that is that is Stavros. What your opponents will be shouting after every game when you run them over with chariots yes <laughs> or it could alternate alternatively be what you're shouting after every game after <laughs> <Yeah>. your <laughs> after your chariots get run over but you know you'll have fun doing it but at the end of the day someone is screaming eyes and so it's a yep. good time yeah <laughs> maybe and here's rainier from honduras mm-hmm. what's up guys yes. i heard the word conned all the way in honduras and i decided to join this episode initially <laughs> wasn't going to <laughs> But there was an echo on the wind. Eisenkorn. Eisenkorn. <laughs> exactly. Yep. All righty. All right. So I think we're ready for the main event, Rob. 
Yes, yes, we are. Um, Rainier, I don't know if you have any last minute thoughts on that list that we put up, or if you got to see it before we uh, I think move it's on. But interesting, it's 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 a a version of the bastardized con list that you typically see, um, <laughs> going with the whole magic to grab someone into combat mm-hmm. and trample them. I'm sure you guys talked about that. Mm-hmm. I heard a little of the end of it, and I say. Please run over your own Grimer Worm tongue just to get a couple <laughs> more kills. Like, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Turn around and back him back over him. Yeah. His disguise was so good that we killed him. <laughs> You've already won the game. There's no reason for it. Last you, turn you, to do it. You anyway. know what's gonna happen? There's there's gonna be some game game winning type of play where you have to run over your own Grima and then you're gonna botch the roll to kill Grima and yeah, stop right. and then lose the game because of it. <laughs> And then he's going to make strikes against you and wound you. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and then you're going to yell Eisenkant because that's what you do. All right. So, cool. yeah. So, um, you know, broadly what we had discussed as well. Um, interesting concept. Very much like that. A little tough to pull off at 500, but um, a couple ways to tweak that to make it a, a little bit more effective. So. With that in mind, shall we move on to the main event, which is again, perfectly good profiles that we hate for irrational reasons does anybody want to go first or am i first up i mean i, I you can go for it rob oh, man. Man. all right well i'll start off with uh with a pick that is sure to be controversial among this group because i know this is a very popular model my first model that i hate irrationally is gulivar the terror of arnor <laughs> i can't stand anything about this model and as, as we um, have discussed many times on this podcast, it is a phenomenal profile and, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And if you're playing Angmar, you probably should be taking it. And if you see it across the table, you know, it's going to be a threat, but like, what is this thing? Where did they make <laughs> this up? The model is awful. Like, I don't get the lore of it. Like, where is this weird vampire monster coming from? That was never, <laughs> to my knowledge, in the lore at all. And what, just, but, but, wait a minute. It was in the yeah. eighth appendix. Yeah, uh, Sauron yeah, turned me, into one or something, place, right? right? Well, yeah, so, <laughs> that's, what the ring, that's what the ring the race looked like when they I take can, their um, Best I can think is that in the first age, Sauron technically had vampires, right? And so that this is some holdover vampire from the first age that magically popped up in Arnor. It drives me bananas. And I absolutely hate this profile. (laughs) There are are like four models in the game that I don't own. And this is one of them. So (laughs) you you are going to be eating your words when Gulivar shows up in Rings of Power season two. (laughs) Oh, I will not be eating my words. I will hate this profile forever. (laughs) No, I I, th- I, I will hate Rob it so upset. much that if he shows up in season two, I'll just hate season two. That's what I mean. <laughs> there excellent plot, excellent story, but screw that character. That'll be the like breaking the camel's back moment for me. Like I love this show, Gulivar. Screw you. <laughs> but then Rob, then Rob will be redeemed and happy when Faramir shows up to kill Gulivar in the in the conclusion. I think he'll be conflicted. Don't you I think he'll just be like, like this. <laughs> He'll just be confused on what it would how bother me with Faramir. And, I know his uses and they are none. And yeah, and then he turn and then Faramir is going to turn to the camera and say, "See dad, see dad, I can do something." <laughs> All yeah, right. So, um I hate Gulivar. It is a great profile. Everyone should use it, but no one should use it cuz it's awful. All right. So, so is, we is all that have purely like... a, is that purely a lore-based objection, Rob? Uh, lore-based objection plus model-based objection plus just like it 
it doesn't make any sense. Like, why is it, why does it mm-hmm. exist? Right. Even in the game, like no, uh, of all of the factions, Angmar has this like weird vampire thing. Um, It just doesn't make sense to me. It's one of the pure GW creations that I've always looked at and been like, the hell is this? All right. So and unfortunately I... for me in this edition, it's actually good. And the last edition it wasn't. Right. So now I have to look at that bastard all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, so. we have all one each or three each. I mean, is that is that? Uh, I mean, I, I could probably go further, but I've got at least three. So I guess we'll rotate. <laughs> I just I just have yeah. two, but I'll try to get three. We can, oh, we can stick to two. That is totally fine. All right, we can. Well, while we rotate, so you yeah, want to go clockwise? Sure. Clockwise is Devin. All right. So my first one should be of no surprise to anyone who's listened to this podcast for any length of time. The Balrog is a very unfun model. I'm not saying it's broken, but what the hell? So my issue. <laughs> <laughs> My, to that I say preach, brother. Preach. <laughs> I I just I the thing is like the model, like it evokes what probably the game designers wanted, which is you know, you want to run from it just like the fellowship do. It it seems impossible to take down. And I suppose once you actually do it, it's this huge victory, which you know, no one ever really tries. But it it's just uh, my issue with it is like it it's a really just not fun model to play against, especially in the fact that I really don't like the fight 10. I think of all things, I really wish they would just give her the fight 10 and throw it to fight nine. I really don't like that. You do everything correctly. And on a 50, 50 roll off your game is over. And you know, you just, you know, slaughter, whatever here you just threw at it. And so, and I get it. I get that behind it. I don't know if lore wise, it's even correct considering and Robbie correct me if I'm wrong, that Balrogs were slain by like, elves in droves so they they these are models that seem like they should have the stats of like what we see in the dragon profile i mean i wouldn't say they were slain in droves but there were definitely elven heroes that were able to slay them yeah so you know maybe humans i guess there's no account of a human doing it well uh, I, I don't think so i think it was yeah. glorfindel maybe um a- not arendel elrond um no the guy uh, um excellian of the fountain oh, okay. i think he took one down uh, some of the major first age elven heroes, basically. I don't think any of the men did. Okay, maybe. maybe I, thought, um, I thought the reason they weren't fought one. Then, the- from just a gameplay standpoint, my issue is really just one: the fight ten. It's just a gameplay mechanic. I, I, you, I think even at fight nine, they're still terrifying. I think the ten wounds is a bit excessive in the sense that it makes it just take forever to kind of take one down. This repetitive thing because of the fight, you know, the the combination of defense, what nine, I believe, and then you know, ten wounds, and it's just it just takes a long time. It's this constant back and forth of rolling of dice, and and so. I, I just think it, it if the game designers had had a Balrog on a blank slate, just never had seen it before, there was no profile for it, I do not think they would have written it like this. I think they took a template from the beginning of the first of this game, and I don't really know why, because it's not like it was some celebrated model of, like, this is a perfect profile. And then they just kept it going and then just buffed it up. So that's my issue with that. It's, it's really just, I think, it's a very boring model to play against. But that's my, you know, that's my, uh, what do we call it? Our rational opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly good models. Because this is very competitive. So it, it Models we hate for all the wrong reasons is what we're yeah. calling it. So I, I agree with you that the, the fight 10 is so annoying because even on a perfect strike, it's a 50-50, right? Like it's yeah. just like, um, and the, and 
it's one of those models that is so swingy that it either completely wins you the game or completely loses you the game. And it's like every game is very binary. So I've mm -hmm. had games where I ignore it successfully and it has no impact and games where for whatever reason I can't do that and it just eats me alive and there's nothing I can do about it, right? So it, it, it makes for very binary, unfun yeah. games. I agree. And the only side thing, they added this in, I can't remember if it's the Legion of the Profile, but why does it give fight bonuses and stuff to goblins around it? Uh, like they should, they should goblins want to huddle it. Like right. what? Yeah. <laughs> like, they should run from it wherever they, it goes. Yeah. right. It should be like this thing will attack it if if they get within six inches of it. Like so, it should just be yeah. by itself. Like so, that's or, I, I think from a gameplay perspective, I, I could see like any goblin that ends a turn within like six inches of it has to take a break test or run away because they're like screw this, right? Yeah, Something exactly. Like that. Instead, yeah. it makes them fearless. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which they were completely not <laughs> like, but hey, you know, so that that's my issue with it. I, I would do a total overhaul of that character. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. So I'm going to talk about an apparently completely different model that also coincidentally happens to be called the Balrog. And <laughs> the reason it's a totally different model is it because it, the, the Balrog that I plays with play with behaves completely differently on the table. So this is what the Balrog figure that I play with does. Um, he goes and he 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 flicks his whip as he's going to charge somebody and he does the thing that um you know Indiana Jones does where he screws up and actually accidentally like scars himself in the mm. face with his own whip. Yep. Um and then he he blunders into like one guy with a spear, ineffectually flails around at him, you know, rolling something like a four highest. Um loses to the one idiot with a spear who promptly like stabs him in the foot and gives him a wound. That's, that's the <laughs> Balrog that I know. Um, and it, it, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who can like make this guy work, but every time I put him on the table, he's a buffoon. Um, and, and that's, that's the way he, he seems to go. As far as I can tell, the only reason that the elves didn't kill these things in droves was because of the the strict uh, hunting season requirements that they had on them. <laughs> so that, you know, nobody, everybody was afraid to like kill a Balrog out of season. And that's really the only reason that they survived. The one of them survived to the third age. Um, so yeah. All right. So I'm going to. Remember though, I said they're not fun. So broken or terrible. I, even <laughs> if you said they were terrible models, even, even before the Hobbit edition where they really were genuinely terrible models, they were never fun. Like they're boring models to play against. So whether they're awful or fantastic, they suck. <laughs> like that so I, I mean, I don't know. I, I've actually had some fun games <laughs> with the Balrog because I mean, the, the interesting thing with the Balrog is whenever you take the Bal Balrog list, it's obviously all about a Bal the Balrog mm -hmm. um, and it, it leads to some interesting tactical choices in how you have to use the Balrog and his whip to get around. And um, I never feel like it's, I never feel like it's a game that certainly I never feel like it's a game that the Balrog is going to dominate. Mm -hmm. um, I always feel like I have a decent plan and I go in and my Balrog is like, uh, I'm going to try and use my whip. <laughs> Whoopsie, I missed again. You know, and, and this this happens throughout the entire game. Um, and so 
you know, so you've in, got the life theory, of Brian version be, of Balrog. Exactly. In theory, this should be a terrifying model, but um, really the only damage he does is when my opponent accidentally like injures himself laughing too hard. At <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll take it. Incomprehensibly right. terrible when I play it is a perfectly valid reason to hate a good model. <laughs> All right, Evan, what do you got? Well, um, so uh, I went with something a bit more unique here um, of a model that I just absolutely despise. So we're going to be talking about the Balrog. Um, so what's up <laughs> with the Balrog, basically? <laughs> no joke, that was actually my pick. Um, I'm going to go over him very, very briefly here because literally everybody else has talked about him. But the Balrog is basically what you get when your opponent goes drives all the way to vegas grabs one of the slot machine drives back and slaps it on the table and that's basically <laughs> what a balrog is yeah that, that's what he does it just turns it turns every fun tactical game of spg into all right how well is my opponent gonna roll with the balrog am i gonna lose um and that yep. is just so horrendous to play against and then sometimes i take him right and i put him on the table and then he loses every single combat. <laughs> and I call BS to what dad was talking about because dad's Balrog has actually accomplished something. I've had him kill my spider queen before. He's <laughs> killed some guys. My Balrog has a collective kill count of two models over the course of like two or three games. That is impressive. I have never had That's a model bad. perform worse than my Balrog. Every combat he was in, he botched. One time, I even got him on the Witch King. I was higher fight. If I killed the Witch King, I would have won the game, and I rolled, like, a three highest on my four uh... dice, and I lost, and it was so sad. And I don't understand it. I don't understand how whenever I play against an opponent with the Balrog, uh, all of the dices, uh, their six sides are all sixes, mm -hmm. um, and that's the, all that they roll. But then when I play him... All of my all of my dice transmorph into uh, just all ones. So Balrog rant over into my actual pick, which is the Mumak, which now that I think about it is exactly the same thing, where you yeah. put him down and then either either you win the lottery or you lose the lottery because either he runs over your entire army or just he sits there the entire game and accomplishes nothing and you run over his entire army. I've had games where, like, I play perfectly for, like, eight turns, and I'm destroying their army, and then the Mumak wins one heroic move roll off and runs over my entire army, and then they win the game. And it's like, well, that was fun. That definitely <laughs> felt like a completely fine game that was incredibly enjoyable. Um, so I think, I guess, guess to end my my rant over these models is that any model over like 300 points is like intrinsically just an awful model because of how swingy it makes the game and how it centralizes yeah. the game um and just whenever i play those models i never have fun playing them because they're always horrible for me and i never have fun playing against them because it feels like you can't do anything yeah just really funny because the one avid mumak player i know also hates the balrog because the balrog always whips the driver off the stupid belt uh, mumak. <laughs> so it seems okay, i just seems call to that be a karma, trend honestly yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I don't disagree though it's like when you slap a model like that on the table it just becomes a mini game of like 
can I deal with this or will it eat me before I can deal with it? And it becomes all about that one thing. And because they're so swingy, there are games where you can do everything pretty much right and still lose because they just happen to roll really hot, right? Whether it be a good trample off of like a good move or something that you failed or the Balrog, you know, getting a really improbable whip at a hero combat into something like it's just it becomes a very binary game. I completely agree with that. To a degree, Smaug is like that too, right? Um, again, any model over 300. Spoilers. But... Yeah, yeah, right. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm changing the um, the topic of the episode to why we hate the Balrog. So it doesn't matter what you wrote down anymore. We're just going to go with this. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I, I mean, I guess in defense of these models, right? Um, uh, here comes the lawyer. Yeah, so <laughs> the rules were written for this reason. <laughs> I mean, how could you have a Lord of the Rings miniatures game without a Balrog and without a Mumak? And well, I don't think anyone's yeah, saying I'm they actually, shouldn't be in the game. With, with Matt, yeah, Matt, all right, then we just hate him. Yeah, okay. no, no, no. I, I, mean, that's well, I just think the profile has to be rewritten for the Balrog for a more enjoyable no, game no, experience. I, I have a solution. Just, just go back to the old edition where they were all terrible. So no one's going to use them and no one's going to have that problem. The Mummock is harder. Bad. They're still in the game, but no one's going to use them. See, I will, both people are happy. I could rewrite the Balrog's profile easily, but the Mumek is a harder situation because the just trampling in of itself makes total sense for the model to have. It's thematic as it does it, but I do get the problem that that can occur. So that is a yeah. much harder problem to fix, admittedly. I mean, I think I, I, I'm more of a problem with the war leader than like the normal Mumak. Because why does the war leader stop your heroic moves? Why does he do that? Because well, he has ooh, he has a certain twelve aura inches. about him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what? What? Why? Why does this happen? Why does he have three might? Why is he impossible to shoot out? Because if he's got like defense five and like fifty wounds and two fate and stuff like that like two wounds. why why is all of the count the the war leader is three wounds and two fate oh I is think. he three? Oh, oh yeah okay. yeah he's he's that's beefy. quite something the the and king is, is yeah. he naturally a harbinger or is that just the legion that gives him that uh i think it's just the legion i think his natural magic resistance right yeah from the mumak I believe, uh, right you, you get that from the mumak yeah, yeah. You get that mumak. so like everything you can do to a normal mumak you can't really do to the war mumak because you can't heroic move because he cancels it. You can't shoot out the guy because he's super beefy. Um, and you can't like magic out the Mumak because he's got three will and resistant to magic. So you're basically just crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. Well, and you're assumedly playing him in the Legion, fun. so he can also strike for his elephant and combat for his elephant, right? Yeah. So and you know, I just want a disclaimer to anyone new watching this, like none of us are saying these models are broken or impossible to beat or anything. I think everyone on this podcast has beaten these models in tournaments and competitive play. So it's once again, just to reiterate, we just don't like the experience of having to fight these models. <laughs> so, so I will say at least, at least for the Balrog and the Mumak, I have had really fun games against both of them, but it is, it is a very different game. Right. Yeah. You, I mean, when one of these things shows up on the table, you are not playing the same game where you have your shield wall and your heroes and you're trying to, like, get your hero into the right position and call heroic combats and get your shield. Wall. You know, you're playing a completely different game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a this is a this is a game of there's this big giant thing at the table and you got to, like, position and hide in nooks and crannies in the terrain and around buildings 
so that you can sucker this thing in and ambush it and charge it and and kill it. And that game has nothing to do with the other four or five games you're going to play during the course of this tournament. It's yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's like it's like this it's like this mini game within the SBG game, and you just have to you have to view it that way. That um, you know this is just this game I'm about to play is something else. And, you know, you got to figure out how, um, you know, how this army that you brought to like fight in a shield wall and like kill heroes and stuff like that is now going to deal with this giant stampeding thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I have no problem with these models in like casual games at home. Then it becomes kind of fun. It's the point of them. I have no problem with them in narrative. But when I rock up to the Nova open and it's hold ground and I have a war leader, I'm like, really? The scenario I have to be standing in the middle against the trample <laughs> monster? Like, come on, right? No, you got to figure out so, a way to kill it. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just like you you do what you have to do, but it becomes a different game and it doesn't necessarily become a fun game. And then there's there's that one guy with hobbits who shows up who is literally nothing they can do against the war movement. <laughs> yeah. Seventy models. That's not true. They can perfectly decorate its hide with new paint. I, I'm pretty little sure red spots everywhere. The dummy them. trap works on them. <laughs> Actually, yeah. the dummy trap does work on them. That's that's yeah. an effective solution. That's some like Stone Age stuff where they made a giant <laughs> hole for the mammoth to fall no. in. Right? You know what it is? It's it, it's a mouse, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and the Max like, woo. <laughs> Yeah. Rainier is never going to be able to say his pick. No, never. You guys ready for it? Luckily, his pick <laughs> is the Balrog. Please tell so. me it's the Mumak. It is Smaug. Yeah, there, there we go. go. Yeah, there, there we go. There we, go. We, we, we were like Belrog, a bigger model. Mumak, a bigger model. Smaug. Yeah. It's going to be uh, Matt's dog with an Easterling helmet. <laughs> so, Smaug, for my reason, it solely comes as a tournament organizer organizer every single person hates playing against it and if you play well against it even the player hates the game so i don't know i again not something that they shouldn't have made it you should have that fun experience and be able to like spend 700 points on a model that just wrecks because that's 700 points and do what, what you want but i just don't like seeing it because it's not that fun to play against uh you it i don't know it makes people angry and then to play against it, I have I have one against it. You have to do cheeky things and like you have really to do, yeah, not make the fun. Make I mean I saw Devin play. You remember Devin that game? You oh, know, I've like, I've beaten him three times by making my opponent hate life. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like it's not fun for anyone. You know it's what I not mean? Fun. Like unless you feed the troops, but like if you're there to win or you're there to play and you want to compete, you're not just gonna be like, oh, here's my Aragorn, please kill him. Here's my models, please kill him. You're gonna be really cheeky and just be like, okay. You killed one Gondor in this round. Okay, you killed another Gondor in this round. I got 46. So we could do this. We're not going to play 46 rounds. So for me, it just isn't a fun experience yeah. for both players. Sometimes. I got to be fair I've, to the I've game designer against... on this. Oh, God. I've played against Smaug once, and I killed him turn one with the Morgul Blade. So honestly, I just don't know what you guys know what are talking about. Well, like, see, you know, but that's inherently what it is. The game. Evan, that but proves but the point, not, though. That's not fun for the Smaug that, That's what we're saying. No, I yeah. think that's the point. Bad, it's honestly. either it's, it's got to be a, the Smaug is a bad experience for one player or another. It just depends on what scenario and what the armies are. One of those players is going to have a terrible time. 
And it, you know, almost guaranteed with that thing. Like, I got to be fair to the rules writers. I'm sure though, the because player I... I played against had fun. He got to go to lunch early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that was exactly what he wanted to do with his $400 model uh-huh. that he spent like three months of his life painting up. <laughs> After go to lunch you early. <laughs> decided on a whim because you had 10 points hanging to throw in the blade. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a skill issue to me. I mean, like... <laughs> that you know, the Smaug is a an impossible model to write rules for for a tournament setting. Uh, honestly, it's one of those things where I don't think they did anything wrong. It just, it I almost should say, just this is a scenario model. I would not recommend playing this in tournaments and call it a day. Yeah, uh, it, it's not meant for it. I, you know, and what Rainier is alluding to is, uh, I mean, we've beaten smaug in so many ways where it almost basically involves making the opponent not play the game like and 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 sometimes it's just the scenario the you hit the scenario and it's either you have no chance or smaug has no chance like that's it, it's just yeah that, but that's that's an impossible it's just i think as you framed it perfectly you said one player is just not going to have a good time it could be the smog player it could be you yeah. and when things are heated and at an event and stuff and you go to play to have fun it's just doesn't make everybody happy uh, on the flip way. side though, on the flip side though if you're the person who brought smog to the event you kind of have it coming right like yeah. you know what you're doing you know you're not going to win you're just going to ruin someone else's tournament so like take your morgul blade to the face and i don't feel bad for you yeah. <laughs> right. so i i do have to say unlike the mumak smog is smog is like the model that i think should be banned for tournament play mm-hmm. for the reason yeah. that we all said um uh, that's which is why every nova i, I will never unban that model <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have i have hated it i've gone into articon fighting that thing what twice now i forgot no rainier was your tournament or I think it yeah. was, but I just am like, oh my yeah. god! Every it's, time I've gotten it, I hated it. It's guys, like... it's a display model. <laughs> Leave it at home on the metal piece. Yeah. Well, and and when it's not banned, it's always going to show up at least once, and then it's like, yeah. oh, please don't draw that. Please don't draw that. Right. Yeah. I will that... say there is one other thing about Smaug that drives me absolutely bananas, and it's the fact that Smaug is not a siege target. Smaug is a battlefield target. Oh god! And I, yes. I get I it. The whole thing is like, oh, he's, but he's flying, flying around, right? Yeah. But like a <laughs> mummock is running and Smaug has to land sometime. He's the size of three mummocks. Like this cannot possibly be, you know, that hard to hit when it lands on the ground, especially considering that canonically it was killed by a siege target. So like that drives me absolutely bananas. You know what? I actually had introduced, I, I, I think I pitched it to Jay during Nova once or something, but I was just like, why can't like this model and maybe the Mummick have a rule that's like too big to miss, where you don't need to take in the ways firing all your arrows. It's like Smaug gets into combat with one dark Gondor and we're all like, hold on. <laughs> I don't know our chances. Here. <laughs> stop, Argadir, stop. <laughs> that's right. Oh, for firemen. <laughs> meanwhile, the, meanwhile, the archer's like, "This thing's the size of a coliseum. Am <laughs> <laughs> I gonna hit him?" in well, trouble, guys. Yeah. Well, by the way, the reason he's not a siege target is if he was a siege target, if you hit him with a siege weapon, it would do one point of damage to him. Mm-hmm. That's why he's but not a siege target. It, but even 
Well, oh, he, oh, I see. Because he can't be instant killed unless he's a battlefield target kind of thing. Correct. Well, it's only, uh, right now as a battlefield, battlefield target, target, it does half wounds. But like, it just—it's one of those things that breaks the narrative for me so much that I'm like, how is this flying triple elephant so hard to hit? Right? Yeah. I think but, if you could always shoot at him, it would make it slightly more interesting. Just knowing you just hold him off and just lob right. every shot, every you've shot got. you have at him, and it just I, know in the ways are required for this model. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I actually, that... I actually really liked this was in the previous edition where before they're clarified it in an FAQ, he could technically be one shotted by a single thing in the game. And it was the wind lance, right? Mm. Because it would do it would trigger his rule to do half damage and then he'd take half damage for being hit by a siege engine and it would do the full amount of wounds to him. If you got and a you six, would, I think if you got a six. Yeah. So like on a perfect shot with a wind lance, you could one shot him, which I was like, this is the most thematic thing I've ever seen in a war game. I love this. So they FAQ'd it away and then right. changed it yeah. again. But because it was literally yeah. like the one time that was ever going to happen is if you took Bard with a siege engine and he used all his might to make sure to get it and you rolled perfectly and it would have been so cinematic. But no, mm. but you have to hit him twice. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is really unfortunate, actually. Now that that I forgot about that, that that they FAQ'd that out. Yeah, yeah, that's. But that's, I believe, that's previous edition anyway. So that's, yeah. But I, I it was a thing that went from I love this to I hate this like overnight, right? Mm -hmm. well, good right. choice. Mm -hmm. I guess Rob, what's your second? Oh, in? I'm back up. Um, so I'm gonna stick to my particular line of reasoning which is this drives me bananas um more from kind of a lore perspective than anything else so my second pick is it's more of a blanket pick uh orc shamans goblin shamans basically any low level like derp caster because in the world of tolkien magic is this like subtle thing that the wizards even barely ever use and when you see it it's incredible and nobody you know it's it's supposed to be this rare thing but then like suddenly like bill the goblin walks in and like shatters the <laughs> earth and like shadows doofus face like, orc shamans <laughs> like everyone's fearless and you're frozen and it's like why and how it just i hate it, it broadly appeal uh, applies to all like non-named casters that shouldn't have magic anyway so like wizards <laughs> ring race obviously the mouth of sauron fine even the elf stormcaller because elves are inherently magical beings but like really goblins i just i hate it i absolutely can't stand the like shaman level characters in the game they're good uh assault on lothlorien has shown us they're wonderful and you should take them but they just drive me bananas i think again more of a lower thing than a, anything a brief aside like kardush like right. what did he do like why is he <laughs> killing half of his own army and then killing half of your army as well like and then I've getting like french that. kissed by a ring wraith to death like where did this <laughs> guy come from right i i recently played in a tournament and my helm got killed by Cardouche, like in combination with some black darts from the witch king but i took two wounds on helm from flame burst from Cardouche, and it's like why how is how is this 60 point orc running around and throwing fireballs well, just like in killing my see, army i think isn't, oh, isn't this isn't this guy the ascetic from i mean this is what the ascetic comes back as from brings of power season one right it's gonna be reborn as an orc did not age well guy. <laughs> yeah I, but, you well, know look, look i mean that's that spell is now canon right that's true yeah uh, you know that, fair, that, well was, i mean ken within canon. that world we yeah, it depends on if it gets into gw's game but 
I, you know, I, I think the intent originally when they were made was to, I, I think back when they made the ability, it probably wasn't as impactful. I'm not sure, but like it, it probably should have been something roughly of like you spend a will and he does what like Bomber does, where he raises their spirit of one guy, like or or something like that. And I'm not saying it's worth 45 points, but I think their intent was for it to be like somewhat psychological what they could achieve, but somehow then that translated to a bubble of fury or the ability to shatter. You know anything <laughs> somehow? So uh, so you know. if all they had was fury, and it was like, okay, I can I can explain that that the mechanic in the game is magic because that's the mechanic we have. But the lore is that they're really just like working them up into almost like a trance, right? That they're yeah. completely. But like, why is a you know why is Derpicus the goblin immobilizing Aragorn? Like it just makes mm. no sense, right? And hey, no matter Derpicus, how improbable that is, but Derpicus the goblin is fully capable of immobilizing <laughs> Aragorn. I don't see what the problem. That's, that is was there. a that was someone a hasn't read the appendix. Derpicus is you know a pretty pretty big character in the in the legendarium. But let's I don't know. Let's go with Frederick. Frederick the Orc. How about that? In, in, in comment section below, everyone, let us know if you think Derpicus could transfix Aragorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just, I'm waiting for the YouTube video. It just drives me of... nuts. I hate the shaman level casters, and I have from the beginning. And and they're not breaking the game, and they're not bad models. None of that. I just irrationally like it makes no sense to me that Derpicus and Galadriel drank from the same Kool Aid, right? <laughs> I, I really want to see the YouTube video on Derpicus versus Aragorn. <laughs> Who would win? <laughs> oh so. man, I guess. um all right. Well, yeah. So I guess for my my second choice uh, or actually third choice, which is my top one was Smaug. So we'll skip that one. So my only last pick. So we're at Balrog times three and Smaug times two. Yeah, right. I see a, I see a theme. <laughs> Clearly. A theme. Uh, my only last one. It's not that I hate the model, but as a tournament organizer, it's frustrating that it could be fixed so simply and they won't do it. But that's the signal tower. Oh, I knew we're gonna go yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it, you know, honestly, the model's fine. Everything about it's fine, but they just won't tell everyone it's the flags, not the mountain. <laughs> and like somehow this mountain is moving throughout Middle Wait, Earth. <laughs> are, are, are you telling me this? Are you telling me this is like the sig this is the signal deck? This is the signal <laughs> yeah. platform now. It's the signal. <laughs> tower it's, a, it's, it's like a, a spaceship <laughs> because we all know towers are like six inches you know mm -hmm. they it's only like they only go six inches off the ground you, you know what take an easy step up onto them they should have called it the signal platform <laughs> why not they didn't i um it's i don't know clearly if, a tower i don't know if any of you played the old warhammer fantasy but there was a magic item that was like Fosric's folding flying tower or something where like he had it in his pocket and then you'd throw it out and a magical watchtower would appear. That's literally what this is, right? Like Azog where he goes, he throws his pokeball and a tower comes out. <laughs> and it should operate like a siege weapon. They already have rules for siege weapons about they show up six inches in the battlefield. They're already existing. Why is it this one? It's just like, oh shit, we somehow got it over there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like what's going on with this thing? <laughs> I'm surprised like we haven't seen people go to Warhammer World it's just a mountain that's like 12 inches wide. <laughs> you know, just a full wall. The whole display board is just like <laughs> my display board is not a display board. It's part of the game. So I, I agree with you that it would be great if GW came up with yeah, you know, if they're not gonna put out a model of the Siege Tower, 
put up parameters of what the thing is, right? You know, it's, I, I think Adam Troke has gone on record saying that the one that they play tested with was the size of a dinner plate and let us know how high the thing is and like how easy it is to get up, you know. Dinner plates are different all across the world. Right, I was just fine. about to say, it, you know, they're, 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 they're going to change it when a Polish person's going to win over with it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's eight That's eight when they're going to really be upset. It's going to be eight inches across and, uh, you know, you have to have two stairways yeah, no, two, 12 up inches or whatever. Up. And it's six it, inches high. Is it 12 high. inches? Yeah. You're like, I get a 12 inch sub on it. Like, just that's, just that's say just thing. say what it is so we can use it and we can, because <laughs> there, there are so many fun tactics you can use with that thing. And it's mm-hmm. so darn expensive yeah. That if you can't use the fun tactics, it's not usable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm yeah. not even sure it was intended to be usable, <laughs> to be honest. Well, look, if it wasn't intended to be usable, then why put it there, right? I mean, they, they shouldn't put something in and say, you know, here's this here's this thing that you can play with, but, you know, you'd be a fool to do it. Uh, True. Granted, it should probably be like, rules. to be fair, then it should probably be like, you know, less points, maybe come with less lieutenants. Maybe it only comes with four, one man in each tower, and any other person can. Man- I, I don't know, but like, you know, make it a hundred points at that point. But you know, I, I do get the shenanigans of the tower is what allowed you to win, you know, multiple events. I think right, like your games. No, at least. I, I never won an event with it. I came in fourth at Nova with it. Oh, I think okay. that was. I, I think that was actually the you only time well. I took it to. That was the only time I took it to a tournament. Was when I came in fourth at Nova. Okay. And, it, um, it's not like a and once again you know just for the viewers here i'm not saying this is a broken thing or it's overpowered nothing along that sort i just it's like this is such an easy problem to fix they haven't fixed it but yeah no i mean I they, they really should it's just so say easy that, to just give it parameters right like yeah, this is right. the base that you're, you're using yep. and it's this tall right um and yep. then a lot of the logistical headaches are fixed right um because everybody knows what it looks like and what to expect yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, for everybody out there who's like, no, it should just be a platform that has four four banners on it. No, it's the signal tower. It's, you know, it's it's supposed to have height. Um, that's what tower, you know, that's kind of the defining characteristic mm-hmm. of a tower. Um, but you know, just tell us tell us mm. what it is so that we can yeah, they should just make a model of Forge World. It'd be uh, perfect. They well, yeah, I'm sure it, I'm it, sure it, that's it, the reason they won't specify parameters is to not lock them themselves into a corner with a model mm. but that's the frustrating part is just like yeah but just, they're never going to make the model yeah they're, they're I, never going to make the model i for one eat all of my dinners off of a giant turkey serving dish so <laughs> i mean i think that's a perfectly reasonable size yes yeah. someone's going to show up with grandma's grandma's family heirloom and i'll put smile like 24 inches long <laughs> yeah all right. Who's who's next? I think I'm next. Uh, I think that's Matt. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my nominee is the Witch King, because the Witch King is like the hmm. model that everybody else in the world can make work, but me. Um, <laughs> and my my Witch King is. Are you, you talking know, when it, the Dunedain killed him? Jeez, <laughs> you know, and it almost happened again today. Um, oh. Uh, but yeah. So my. My Witch King is his incompetence is matched and exceeded only by the Balrog. Um, and you know, he doesn't he doesn't get spells off. Um, I in fact, I don't think I, I played a game with him today and because I was like I hadn't played with him forever. It's like, you know, I should really I should really try a ring wraith again and I'll try the rich witch king and I'll bring him out. He did not get a single spell off 
Ugh. in like a six turn game. <laughs> yes. And um and uh, crown and all, huh? Yeah, crown and all. And I mean and, and not only I mean he uh he he lost a roll up to Halbrad and some some Dunedain and ended up like taking three wounds, all of which he managed Ugh. to fate. Um but then you know he's like he and you know, of course, he did what my witch king inevitably does, which is just run away. It's the only thing he can do effectively. He he gets away, and he's like, "All right, I see this one ranger out there all by himself, and I've got my I've got my trusty Morgul knight to go in with me. So, the two of us are going to go into this guy and and charge into him and take him apart. And by the way, this Dunedain is in a yellow alliance, so it's only got one attack, mm-hmm. and goes in, and you know, of course, the Dunedain wins." um and he he did manage to not do the killing wound to my witch king but you know i don't know what it is about about the witch king but he is he is my faramir he uh i know his qualities yeah. and they are few yeah <laughs> no, know? i, 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 I don't like everybody else like, but me can make this model there work, is but. no game in which faramir has not failed to disappoint me for reasons that defy logic physics probability like it's just something about (laughs) that model in my care will automatically just fail everything at all the wrong times so i think what has happened is um sauron has gone up to your faramir Mm -hmm. given him a ring and then (laughs) bequeathed him to me and that's how i ended up with my witch king so your witch king is literally just faramir a couple thousand years after wearing a ring i'm so (laughs) sorry matt i'm so sorry (laughs) by the way i love matt i love that your list is basically just like ex-girlfriends that have scorned me (laughs) 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 and and i keep coming back to and you know (laughs) and you'll never forgive them for it (laughs) yeah i'm i'm like i'm like a domestic abuse victim i have no sense of pattern recognition i keep coming back thinking but this time it's going to be different i can change him this witch king of mine (laughs) that's right (laughs) yeah that's good all right evan what's bigger than smaug well, not speaking of domestic abuse victims, actually, <laughs> um, I've been consistently abused by one Bard the Bowman um, mm. in basically every single game I play with him. Um, and I have a general rule of thumb for Bard, which is that Bard does not have six might, Bard has two might. Because every single time I play with Bard, um, like 50% of those times I roll two ones and 50% of that of the other 50%, I roll at least one one. So my bard is never on six might, uh, which then uh, starts with what I like to call the opening botch. Now this happens in every single game I play with bard ever, where he goes into two guys, he calls his heroic combat and he rolls the two highest on his four dice. And then he either burns every single point of might or he loses his horse. Those are the two options. And this this is a consistent trend that my bard loves to do in absolutely every single game and it drives me insane and if he didn't have that 12 inch buff to all lake town militia i would never take him ever (laughs) in any game and every time i play survivors of lake town i wish i could just remove him and take like you know 
30 more Lake Town militia instead because the Lake Town militia always win me the games and Bard just flounders around and does nothing and then tries to go in and kill a hero and loses to that hero and almost dies and then hides in a corner and cries. That's basically what my Bard does. Actually, what what actually happens is Evan hides in the corner and cries, but... Well, what I do is is I pick up the bard model from the table because he doesn't deserve to be on the table. And then I cradle him and then I run into a corner and then I cry for 10 straight minutes. Actually, we've gone through five bard models because I've crushed them every time uh, he loses. (laughs) Evan, have you ever considered um, taking bard without Grima in his warband? (laughs) That might help. You're supposed to take Alfred. Um, I don't know if you've just been... I've honestly considered... I've honestly, no joke, considered taking Bard without the girls just to be the cheapest banner option possible for my Lake Town militia, because like the girls off- give him nothing for me because mm-hmm. I never get a heroic combat off because he botches every combat. So it's honestly just like you know maybe I should just take him on foot, you know, one hundred and forty-five points or however much he is. And just have him sit behind my lines and give out the twelve-inch banner to my Lake Town militia because he is not doing anything. Well, I guess he could just sit and shoot his bow, right, um, from the safety. Oh of no, not a he, he misses his first shot every uh... single time. I've tried that, Rob. But <clears throat> Bard finds a way. Well, yeah. but if you if you don't take the girls, um, how are you going to pay the tax to the most sadistic child murderer in all of Middle Earth, Legolas? who exists solely to kill little girls oh, actually actually legolas legolas almost made made it on my list as well and if we were to go to a third one i would be talking about legolas because i hate that model as well but uh yes he loves to kill children mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes he likes to kill children and sentence <laughs> anybody who i mean i feel like that puts my point across moment, pretty will well. be like what <laughs> Well, I heard that like Orlando Bloom does that too, right? Like he'll just like sneak into a random person's house and just murder all of their children. So it, it's a it's an actor thing. It's not just Legolas. For the record, this is being filmed in the United States and not in Britain, so libel laws do not apply, Mr. Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, opinions expressed on this podcast are not actually the opinions of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so Bard the the Zero Man, who do you have, Rainier, for your number two? I'm going to bring us back to The Hobbit and say I absolutely despise the Goblin King. Oh, that makes one. sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. I just, I just think for like uh, a list like Goblin Town where you can get like 100 models plus, he plugs in so many holes to make the army not broken, but towing the line almost broken if that makes sense so i think his blubberly mass is a little too much the idea that he can knock down a ring wraith by throwing his model Mm -hmm. knock gandalf off his horse knock boromir elendil off his horse it's just the one weakness of goblin town should be like in the film where you just cut through them left and right and kill them and stuff and i think he kind of takes that away especially that Gollum's in the list. I think that's just totally ridiculous. Gollum's like hiding in the tunnels. And when it comes to SPG, he's like, we's going to fight with the Goblin King and we's going to kill Thranduil. Like, no, let's let's not do that. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it's, it's just the Goblin King. I hate I, it. 
Um, also, whenever I wound him, he rolls a four plus for his blood right. rate mass, and I can't actually wound him. Don't I, worry, I will Rainier, say that on top plus. of that, the oh, um, the whole like I can just move through my own goblins with impunity, so you can't even like position around him because he will run through all his goblins, of which there are a hundred. So yeah, and meanwhile, the Balrog's like, right. excuse me. Yeah, exactly. I honestly think that should just be a monster universal rule or something. Like, if, if, if the, the goblin, goblin can do like an evil monster yeah. universal yeah. rule, you can have your trolls do it or something like that. I think yeah. that would be cool. Just be a thing more good. competitive, actually. I, I mean, also... Obviously, within the evil team, because the, you know, Ents or whatever wouldn't do that, but yeah, I, I also think like 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 the Goblin King being basically a troll with like three might mm-hmm. um, is a bit too much, especially in the movies. If you're taking off the movies, he like pushed Gandalf and Gandalf killed him, yeah. and like <laughs> really easily. And he was like, "Oh dear," and he like fallen there, died. So it's it's kind of like I get it. The Hobbit released, and they wanted to release these super powerful models, which we have to admit they like rolled back a little bit. And I think they should have rolled him back a little bit. Yeah. Um, Isn't I he that... also like fearless and magic resistant and all sorts yeah, of things? He's magic resistant, magic. which not has... but you, you, you could have you could have given a cool rule because he sings in the books and the movie. You could have made him less powerful combaty and given him like a cool He should be a singer. Like yeah, a singer that has leadership capability and qualities. Like the fact that he's a fight six, like well, or fight five or six. No, he's strength six. That's right. When you, but... when you say he's like a singer, do you mean like the player should actually have to sing songs while he's... To be honest, most music. of the players will sing songs if they have the ability to <laughs> yeah. sing with them. Yeah. <laughs> with our, our okay, he's got cave dweller resistant to magic terror. That's what, what, what fight is he? He's fight six, right? He's fight five and... Uh, he's fight six. Oh, he's fight, fight six. six. Yeah. Oh, I was that's, correct. That's where it takes it. Oh so my god! Three like attacks, fight three six. Because fight six, come on! Like that's he's yeah. he's out fighting Gandalf. Gandalf I, mean, I, folks, I right? do agree with you that the whole like I'm gonna throw a goblin and dismount anything. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, yeah, Treebeard's like watching this, going, "Dude, I hit that guy with a boulder and it just bounced <laughs> yeah. off." Yeah, yeah. yeah no. The, well, the <laughs> fact that he knocks people down, goblin, you know, that should be a gimmicky rule that he has that he can just hit, do a strength three hit. That's it. Like that's yeah. that's the end of that. It should not knock anybody down, or if it knocks anyone down, it'd be a man-sized model at most. Right? Yeah. But... Does well, it? I mean, um, look, only I knock could... you down if it wounds, or just if it hits? No, you? it just does it. it. So if yeah. it if it knocks you down, if it also wounded you or something, maybe. But like if you just hit, like you can't. Yeah, you you literally that, right? hit a ring wraith and it just knocks it off. Yeah, the thing. Like he he's BS. he's got a Sammy Sosa. Softball pitch. <laughs> He's Nolan Ryan, just like talking at like 105 miles per an hour, like without even caring. Because he's got a he's got Derpicus on his belt, so he just throws that goblin. <laughs> Look, watch me do a sidearm, <laughs> and like a boomerang, he comes back. <laughs> that would be great. And uh, and meanwhile, Treebeard's still like, but I've got a boulder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, no, but that cavalryman's um, still on his horse. <laughs> you mentioned Gollum in the list too, which is which is something that drives me crazy. Kind of with like with the Balrog being the best buddy of the goblins somehow. Like Gollum was spent his whole life hiding from this entire army. How is he like the personal? Oh, he was like, killing dog. I was gonna right? say he was killing. like eating this army. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... not, not even just that. Like even if you do add Gollum to the list, like give him a rule like Denethor. He doesn't pass his courage test. He has to attack a goblin. 
Sure. Like, like, like it's, it's just like, I, I don't know like why they let him follow them into battle, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like, he, much less in like the like, war like, band, like, right? Like literally yeah. leading right. this, this personal mascot of theirs. No, it's like, it's like a, it's like a tax squad, him and the Goblin King and they just kill stuff. So I feel like this army is a little, not lazy, but like it, it should have been fixed, tweaked a little bit. Goblin shouldn't be there. You can fix it by like giving him a Denethor rule and fight six is too much with three attacks, three might, and the blubbering mass. Like, unless you're going up against a Thranduil, like nothing really. Yeah. Well, the blubbering mass in particular, it's like it, his fat is stronger than most armor. So, I mean, it's not stronger than, than Wicker, armor. apparently, in Middle Earth, since Wicker armor always gives you like defense seven, but they were wearing chainmail underneath. <laughs> That that actually would be a real fun, really fun rule for um, uh, for um, Gollum is if like you were always rolling that die, um, that that you know, you know the the die with the ring where like on a one or a two your opponent gets to move him and charge mm-hmm. stuff and like kill stuff with him. That actually would yeah and that that honestly it would be appropriate so yeah balancing a little bit. Mm-hmm. I still don't think he should be in the army, but. You know, well, I mean, look, he's on the board, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Qu- query whether he's in the army or not, but he's on the board. Well, you he, know, ironically, he the one ring be able rules. to be taken in war bands, I think, like, nobody should be able to lead Gollum, right? right? right. One yeah. it should, be an, it, and, it should be a true independent hero who just, right? Who just and and in there. the same, yeah. in the same book, you have Thrain the Broken that has a mechanic between like good and evil. So, why doesn't Gollum have something like that, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what he should be. He should be like Thrain, Thrain, Thrain the Broken, yeah. Yeah, if, if the Goblin King couldn't have him in his warband as a personal attack dog, and he was just thematically <laughs> in the army, it would be fine. He's got him on like a chain. <laughs> well, and then and, and then paired with the fact that the Goblin King can literally just like go sit on goblins to create a space for him to come with him. Like, it's just, it's too much. All right. So, Rob, what's your, what's your third and final one? Uh, okay, well, I mean, this is this is clearly a trend with me where my inner Tolkien nerd gets very offended. My third is, and I don't disagree with any of the ones you picked, by the way, but my third is the Dweller in the Dark. What the hell is this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Like, so now the Balrog has babies? Like, it's what? the Balrog baby. It's you know what? Right? What blows my mind is why is it Balrog babies? They look like Gulivar babies. Well, and they act oh, in Balrog the game like Gulivar had a baby. <laughs> This makes so much sense. The two models that I hate had babies, right? (laughs) And you just hate the child so much. But seriously, like, what? So, like, they're going through Moria, and it's you know, watch out for the Balrog and also his legion of children. Like, what the hell is this thing? Uh, I don't like it. Again, the model is horrible. Like, what is this weird, like, chicken-legged, crazy-looking thing. I have no idea where the hell they came up with mini Balrogs as a concept. Like, one Balrog in Moria is enough. Um, it just... Why? Why? Why does this exist? I, I mean, look, I will say this. They're great-looking figures. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> you also hate Faramir, and he's a he's a perfectly cromulent model. You know what? I hate Faramir, but that new plastic is awesome. I love that model. This Ooh. might sound weird, but I kind of wish they were in Angmar more than Moria, but only because they make more sense to the lore of how Gulivar operates, yeah, and they Angmar look like Gulivar. Because like Angmar is like, what happened? Like all these dark things came from the books, and you don't really know they have the Barrow Whites and all this like interesting. Mm. Yeah, like if it must exist, then 
it just made good. But I, I remember they painted it to look like the Balrog and I'm like, but his rules operate like a vampire. So it just was kind of unusual. Like he didn't, he didn't display traits of the Balrog. But. I, I'm, I'm going with he uh, took, he took from the his Balrog and Gulabar his had a baby theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's well, what well, they are baby Balrogs because just like the wings are made of shadow and that's why right. they can't fly. They're, they're baby Balrogs. Well, and I, I know, <laughs> I know people who have run armies that are just the Balrog and a bunch of dwellers. And like, that's one yeah. thing. But why is this thing in a Moria army? Like, why is it following goblins? How are they like leading like these primordial Balrog love children from the first age? It makes no sense to me. And it just offends me on on some weird like nerd level. <laughs> it offends me. <laughs> it triggers you. Rob. I am triggered. Yeah, yeah, I am totally triggered. triggered. So, so that'll be the title of the episode: "The Bastard Children of the Belrog and Golamar." Uh huh. Yeah. Now I want everybody to picture that carefully. How that happens. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> okay. Well, my, my third option was already taken, so uh, or done, oh, okay. so. Uh, uh, Matt, I guess it's on to you. All right, so I guess my third option is the, is the Kondish King, and this is another guy that I. Oh, hot take, hot Ooh, take. Man. Yeah, I. Fight so, Bro, you're walking dangerous waters, Matt. I don't. <laughs> so first so, of all, let me ask you, Matt. Um, how long did you date, and when did you break up? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't yeah. you like evil? So, so the Kondish King and I went out on a few dates, and then he completely <laughs> ghosted me. Oh, um, and when I com- when I say he completely ghosted me, I mean I don't think I have ever succeeded in trampling anybody <laughs> with this bottle. Um, you know what? It, what inevitably happens whenever I take a Condish King is he charges like one defense five guy, doesn't run him over, and then is immediately swarmed by the rest of the guy's army and dies instantly. <laughs> this is. This is what inevitably happens to me every time I bring this guy out. Um, and Rainier, I don't know how you do it, but um, no, they they are fickle. Uh, like they're really yeah. fickle players. He rolls and fives I, I and sixes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's what happened to all of Evan's old bard models. Matt put them on chariots <laughs> and is wondering why they're <laughs> awful. Yeah. No, no, it 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 is like a like a interesting thing to think about because it is con just is really delicate, but also. What gets me is he has like 50 banners. They're way bigger than any other banners. And he doesn't get the banner points for the victory points. That's just yeah. what gets me. But I do agree with you, Matt. And I would say the chieftain's a lot better because the the king is like, what, 135 points? And you don't really get what you give in points from him. Um, so I, 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 I don't know. Wouldn't it be kind of weird or cool if like as an army bonus, if you had a pure faction, then Kandish... A Khan army always counts as having a banner and always counts as under the influence of a banner. Like just the Khan. That'd be really cool. And they could, yeah. No, everyone has a banner under the on their banner. Yeah, everyone's got one. But that, that's <laughs> a good idea because it's like you always get that victory point. It's like whatever you break them, he has one yeah. more one model left and he's like two victory points. <laughs> so just, Khan I, is I, the I, most like egotistical self-absorbed <laughs> army ever. Everyone no, has their own Khan, banner and Khan should from have because they're just so legendary legion or something. That gives them kind of because like I have the models, so naturally Games Workshop has to make it just for me because I need it. I really need it. But like something cool, like I've always said it. I think I said in like three other episodes. Give a new Condish hero that can only go on horse and give him the shark who rule where he can ambush. Yeah, 
There um, was but... a um a named Kandish hero in like one of the old Legions of Middle Earth books, but it never got a model or anything. Yeah, Kaisamu um, the Ravager. Yeah, it would oh, be really Ravager cool. of Athelion, right? Um, he was yeah, or yeah, the Ravager of Athelion. Yeah, yeah, it would be cool. Um, in a you know future supplement someday, if uh if they picked back up on that and had him be like the named Kandish character. Yeah. So I mean, I do have to say, Rainier, you know, to to respond to your point about um the Kandish chieftain being better. My experience with the Conjus Chieftains is I run into a model, uh, I don't run it over, I'm stopped, and then you know, somebody's fight six hero comes through, strike yeah, you know, you know, comes through with his his buddies, you know, strike, you know, calls calls a heroic combat and then like emerges from the wreckage of the chariot on the other side and, and somebody turns and goes, What was that that we just rode through? And the hero <laughs> goes, I don't know. I think it might have been some sort of conscious chieftain. I'm not really sure. It's not important. Just it's a greasy going. smear on my shirt. Not sure yeah, what happened. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Matt is sitting there listfully scrolling through Instagram, looking at his Condi's chieftain killing people in Rainier's army. So. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> left, left, swipe left. <laughs> All right. Anybody else have a have a third they want to throw? Well, Legolas, I want to hear about your hatred yeah, for yeah. the so, for the child killer. So the. the the killer of children and the bane of all horses, Legolas himself, um, is is just a model that just makes me so angry. Um, because whenever I whenever I see him across the table, I know that all of my poor sweet horses are all dead. Like all of my horses on my heroes are instantly dead. And then if I if I've ever decided to bring like Kirdan or uh, Boromir without the shield or any model like that that has uh that's very strong but has low wounds and low defense uh they're just dead on startup because my opponent's legless is going to do one wound every single time every time he shoots and it's a nightmare and it's horrible and I hate it and then I take him and then I roll ones on every single to hit roll with his shots and then he just runs into combat and then kill stuff that way. My Legolas is actually pretty good in combat, to be honest. He's killed, like, quite a number of guys, but I cannot shoot anything. Like, I need to burn two might to kill a horse off of a hero with my Legolas. And it just drives me insane that, like, a model where you basically just roll a die and see if you do a wound to a, to a, to either a horse or a warrior or anything like that just exists because there's no counterplay. Like, other than taking your 160-point hero and hiding him behind a wall so Legolas can't shoot at him, there is no way around Legolas. He will always be able to shoot you, no matter what. And uh, God forbid you 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 go up against Legolas and Flowey with, like, the Undying on Felbeast. I've had that happen once. Oh, and it's basically just, you throw him in the trash immediately on turn one because he's dead. Um, it's kind of more of an older edition thing, though. I I don't see that. Yeah, no one plays the Undying anymore. But imagine taking the Necromancer, taking your two hundred fifty point model, and looking across the table. Well, Flowey is also Legolas hard to ally with. With um, he, he I mean, is now. Take him. Yeah. yeah well, we're yeah. saying Evan is who hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the answer is Legolas. Pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah, Legolas, experience. Wow. Legolas and Flowey hurt me very badly <laughs> in the tournament game. <laughs> 
where my my undying leader was was deleted on turn one and it made me super sad and then every time i play legolas afterwards i'm just scarred and, and all of my horses die and all of my heroes die and uh it makes me very very sad um no I, so, I so in conclusion this list is just heroes that just make me very sad <laughs> Yeah, and I, I have someone on that list, too, who I just absolutely hate. It's not justified, but I just hate it. And that's yeah. Azog the Defiler. Mm. I do not know why, but I just hate playing against that model. I think it's due to my play style. I don't like engaging stuff. I'm kind of passive-aggressive and, like, very, like, Southern. Like, oh, like, I'm going to, like, sly, say some words. And yes, Rainier, you are really very like... passive-aggressive. I'm glad you <laughs> noticed that. No, but, but in the sense, you just can't stop Azog. And regardless of what soft stuff I throw at him, he just kills me. So yeah, that, just, that train know. has no brakes. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah, it does. I'm surprised no one said, uh, what's his face? The Dragon Emperor. Yeah, There's actually, been, like, I don't, debate, I don't debate mind him. Other, there's been debate on like yeah. other podcasts, Dragon. like Into the West, mm-hmm. and other ones saying that he's overpowered. What do you guys think about that? I have not fought against him yet to say but i have not heard that that's the consensus that he's overpowered i i well, think he, that you, you um, won you won an event recently with him, right matt yeah i did did you find that he was too much or was he a good like balance or so i think the horde of the so the horde of the dragon emperor lists legendary legion is i think now one of the premier you know high, super competitor mm-hmm. super predator lists and is that like a certain uh, it's not range? it's not because of the figure it's i think because of the points bonuses that he gives um that that 36 points of extra black dragons that he gives as part of the list oh, so it's a legion not the so the dragon yeah. Empire still is not overpowered I, I mean i he's he's pretty powerful um and i think so I think if he didn't give that that 36 points of buffs in the Legion, um, I think he would he would effectively I mean he's under he's undercosted, but he's undercosted in an army that is normally overcosted. Yeah, I agree. And I think it 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 all balances out. But when you put him in the Legion, that army is no longer under that army is no longer overcosted. Mm-hmm. It's appropriately costed. And um and at that point, you've got an under, you know, you've got an undercosted model in there for uh, for the buffs that he gives for 170 points, and the fact that he's a he's a really good killing model. Um, he's, uh, you know, he does he does give advantages. I mean, they're not game breaking advantages, right? I mean, you people can take him down, but you know, you you need to, you need to figure out a way to get into him and take him down. Um, because if, if you can't, if you can't take him down, you can't beat that army. Mm. So. Yeah, I, I agree with the assessment that I think he's undercosted, which is okay in a non-Legion Easterling army, but in that Legion, he's just undercosted, um, for, for what he brings to the table. If you compare him to other models that do similar things, but, but at the same time, um, I don't like hate the model or it doesn't, you know, when I see it, I don't have an irrational reaction and break out into high. Yeah. He does like, not make me feel like Smaug or Balrog or anything that. Yeah. Or, or Gulivar, which. Uh, 
I mean, well, even uh, you end up you end up playing a, a really fun game either with him or against him. That's yeah, the interesting he, part about it. Well, I feel um, like there's counterplay to him, right? Some of these mentioned, there's just no counterplay, and it's either luck of the dice or, you know, like I I agree, Evan, with Legolas that I love playing Fellowship Boromir, but if I see Legolas, it's like, oh, okay, because. It's in the movie. You think Lurtz kills him, but literally, if you look a little bit past screen, it's Legolas behind the trees shooting Boromir and like smirking maniacally. So, you know, well, yeah, no, I can understand the unfun part about that and getting the that horse sniped out every time. I mean, especially since you can't do anything about it. So, but. it's interesting because of because I've seen it both ways too. Like I've seen Legolas make a game, but also just be a waste as well like and against like that's, heavy armor. that's what i was saying my legolas that's what he does he, he always misses every shot um he is just atrocious and that's that's the thing about the that's sort of the commonality between a lot of the models we've picked is either they roll well or they don't and a lot of aspects of the game if not the entirety of the game is decided by how well that model rolls mm -hmm. and the lack of interactivity uh, just makes it not a fun model to play against and sometimes even play with. Yeah, and I no. agree. I, I, I'm seeing a common theme too because we're all pretty competitive. And like that is the aspect of like someone rolling hot or someone rolling cold with one model tilts the game so much to where it, it kind of takes away from like the really, really strategic kind of game mechanics that i feel like spg has the best game mechanics ever like i was teaching some game some guys from my school it yesterday and they were like wow this is way better than uh age of sigmar and way better than like fantasy and like and i'm like it is and it was just i didn't teach them any of the heroes no monsters just the dynamics uh, move i'm surprised shoot, you didn't put the heroes shoot, in in my opinion without might this game is not fantastic well i was teaching them it from scratch so like i wanted to show them like this is how it goes here's like 10 you get 10 models i get 10 models let me show you but but what basically going back to it is yeah i think the common theme for all of us is just we don't like it when something tilts it i mean go back to our scenario discussions we don't like certain mm -hmm. scenarios to where it tilts it if it goes one way or the other and you kind of i think as competitive players just like an even playing field, because that's when you see really just the skill of the player. You know, oh, well, I mean, and then there's, there's me who's like, man, the professor never wrote about this. Well, yeah, yeah. Actually, I kind of found <laughs> that can get say this. <laughs> I found that all five of that very different magic. <laughs> I mean, but the jokes aside, like you seriously, I actually think that we actually all five had pretty yeah. different reasons for, I mean, either through past pain of using the model or like, our definition of what is fun in, when playing against it or lore wise, or, you know, and, and Evan. Our different, our different reasons yeah. to overlap. Well, I think, I think dad just needed therapy, honestly. <laughs> As a therapy session right here for you, Matt. He's just he, not he over, is, like, he's not over Miranda yet. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Miranda the charioteer. I, I'm sorry. It's um, just, it's too raw for me. <laughs> no, right. I mean, I, here's the thing. I agree with all of your choices. I think. When it comes to something like Legolas, because that model's been around since literally the first book printed, I'm just used to the abuse. So it doesn't bother me in the way that some of the things do. But, um, but and yeah, I agree with all of that. It's those. not like, you know, too much. It's just unfortunate that you know you're not going to be able to use your horse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it, it's it's funny because we have a, we have like a standing joke up here about Bolg on Warg that 
you know, he may as well just dismount because if, if there's like one archer on the other army, Bog's going to get dismounted. It's mm-hmm. somehow it's like an ironclad rule. And, you know, I'm now thinking in my head of like, you know, e- e- Evans, Evans Bard is playing against Bog on Warwick and Evans Bard misses every shot and Bog's Warwick dies anyway. <laughs> it's like the Patriot arrow and men in tights. It like reverses midair. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but are we, are we comfortable calling what Bolg rides a warg that wiener dog that he is mounted on? <laughs> I, I don't, don't understand that's the right terminology, but I don't know I, why they made him like that. That was <laughs> such a weird, bizarre choice. Like, yeah. I mean, if it, Gothmog is riding an angry, oversized Chihuahua, surely Bull is not on a warg. Gothmog is definitely riding that CGI warg from uh, uh, Rings of Power. <laughs> she just, she, you know, yeah. you need to do. Remember how Alisher had? Was it Alisher? I can't remember who had the the spiders with the googly eyes. Um, oh, Je- Je- yeah, Jesse had it like. That. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We need to put those googly eyes on that warg. <laughs> that would be the warg from Rings of Power. Oh, that was yeah. hilarious. That one, the best painted too. <laughs> yeah, that warg right. definitely got into the orcs like cocaine stash or something. Right? Like, it's jittery. <laughs> yeah. Its eyes are bulging. He was like, release everywhere. the warg, and they're like, the warg, and he's like, yeah. Warg looks up, warg. powder all over its face. Like, oh. <laughs> honestly though <laughs> i had a showing with all of our friends and stuff watching it and we all just laughed as soon as the work <laughs> it really was i mean that work's name is like pugzilla uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah all right well, cool that's how the episode that's ends. all of it strange yeah. yeah. well um thank you everyone for listening to our um in some cases, therapy, in some cases, rants. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'd love to hear from you in the comments if you have any models that you just hate for all the wrong reasons. There's nothing wrong with them, but you just have an irrational aversion to them. We'd love to hear about them. Keep posting those lists. We'll get to as many as we can. We always love uh, reading them, and it's always difficult to decide which one to put up because you you send so many good ones in. And um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Take care, everybody.